0: This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics in Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Tales of the Texas Rangers starring McRae as Ranger Pearson. Texas, more than 260,000 square miles. And 50 men who make up the most famous and oldest law enforcement body in North America. From the files of the Texas Rangers come these stories based on fact. Only names, dates, and places are fictitious for obvious reasons. The events themselves are a matter of record. Tonight's case, The Broken Spur. Saturday night,
1: June 5th, 1948. Time 10 p.m. On a small ranch 10 miles south of Cranston, Irwin County, Texas, Milton Thomas was counting a large sum of money, preparatory to locking it up for the night. As he was counting, his dog Rags appeared to be nervous. Thomas tried to quiet him. Rags, stop that. You're making me count
0: wrong. Fifty one hundred. Uh, <coughs> <coughs> what did Sam Hils-
2: <coughs> the mess with you tonight? Now stop it. Get back. Down, down, down. Who's there? Casey. What do you want, Casey? I want
1: to talk to you. Mm, seems to me it's awfully the right to be knocking at people's doors. Now,
0: if it's about that, long. that—that gun, What are you trying to do? Get your dog back or break. off. Get back or you'll get the same thing. Get away from that dog. Give me that money. No, no, I won't. Oh, don't you ask for it?
1: No, 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 don't take my legs. Get up, get up, let
0: you go of my legs. No. I said, let go. No. All right then. Tales of the Texas Rangers will continue in just a moment.
1: If you've got a job to do tomorrow, partner, get your Wheaties. Sure, Breakfast of Champions is for you. Just like it's for Ralph Kiner, pride of the Pittsburgh Pirates. You may not play ball for a living, but whatever your job is tomorrow, you can do it better on a better breakfast. And it's a better breakfast you're starting with Wheaties. There's a whole kernel of wheat in every Wheaties flake. Yes, whole wheat. Good, sound, whole wheat. Plump and ripe and bursting with vitamins and minerals and protein for your vitality, your energy, your working power. So tumble the Wheaties out of the package, pour on the milk, put on the fruit, pick up the spoon, and smile. You're eating good to be feeling good. Breakfast of champions for people who are going places. Are you ready? Try them. See how Wheaties at 7 can help at 11. <laughs> At 10.30 the same night, Milton Thomas's house was discovered on fire. The Cranston Fire Department was called. Next morning, the local sheriff, making a routine investigation, discovered the burnt remains of a broken chair next to Thomas's body. He ordered an autopsy. The results prompted him to call the Texas Rangers. Ranger Jace Pearson was assigned to the case and arrived at the scene of the fire early that afternoon. Well, howdy, Ranger. I'm Sheriff Taxman. Howdy. My name's Jace Pearson. Come on, I'll show you the house. Or what's left of it. All right, folks, step back, please. Shouldn't have all these people walking around here, Sheriff. Ruin any footprints there might be. I had my deputy here just a few minutes ago, Pearson. I sent him down to get some coffee. All right, folks, step back away from the house, all of you. Now get back to the fence, please. All burned out except for the wall, but you may find something. You said when you called, you didn't think it was an accident. I've been sheriff here for 18 years, and I'll stake my reputation it wasn't. It was arson to cover murder. And based that on the autopsy? Yep. coroner couldn't find any trace of the carbon granules in the bronchial patches or lungs, and only the normal amount of carbon monoxide in the lungs. Indicating Milk Thomas wasn't breathing when the fire started. Right. This was the front door. Burned off the hinges and fell out. That's funny. What? A lock on this door. Special kind. Takes a key on both sides. When the door is shut, you have to have a key to get out of the house as well as in. Oh, that, yeah. Milt was a funny old galoot. Had them put on both doors. The windows had trick locks, too. Why? Well, folks say kept a lot of money in the house. Maybe just a story. Hmm. This lock's still working. Let's look at the back door. Oh, here's what's left the mill's old iron safe. open like that when you found it? Yep. Empty, too. Well, this lock's not forced or broken. Kind of hard to tell much about anything. After the roof fell in. Yeah, it's a mess, all right. Same kind of lock here on the back door. It's working, too. Meaning whoever started the fire was locked in? Oh, well, look here. Whoever it was, here's where he went out. See that window glass outside on the ground? Let's climb out and look. See? The heat didn't break it. It's not crazed. It was knocked out from inside. Then do you think the killer was trapped inside? Could have been, after he set fire to the place. How about footprints, Sheriff? Oh, there's thousands of them. Volunteer firemen tramping around all during the fire. Wait. Wait, here's something. Hmm. Looks like a spur rowl. That's exactly what it is. Broken off a spur. Right below where the window was. Maybe he busted off by a man jumping out the window with his tail feathers on fire? Maybe. I don't envy an none, Pearson. How come? Well, as a clue, the spur rowl's probably mighty important. But but what, Sheriff? I was just thinking. There probably ain't over ten million spurs in the state of Texas with rows just like the one you got there in your hand. (laughs) Well, your figure may be a little high, Sheriff, but I get your point. Hey, Jack. Yeah, what do you think you're doing, Jack? What's the matter, Sheriff? You know darn well what's the matter. I told you to keep back. I was just looking around. Well, stop kicking around those ashes. And the rest of you. That's evidence you're tramping on. We didn't mean no harm. Now listen, all of you. The last time I'm going to tell you, how'd you like it if we thought one of you was the criminal coming back to the scene of the crime and deliberately trying to destroy evidence? Oh, well. Okay, then. Get back or get off the property altogether. Uh, books say that's generally not true, Sheriff. Huh? About the criminal in the scene of the crime. It happens only once in a thousand times. Oh, I know it. I just want to throw a scare into him. I see. Oh, by the way, who was that fellow you were talking to? Him? His name's Casey. Jack Casey. The sheriff and I went over the yard thoroughly, but any footprints the murderer might have left were trampled out by the firemen and the onlookers. Finally, some distance from the house, I found the place I was looking for. Sheriff! Huh? Come over here. What is it? Here's where he took off from. Mm, Hoofprints. Dug out in an awful hurry, too. And his horse tethered to this tree. Seems to me any man who had legitimate business at the house would have tied up closer. Yeah, that's logical. Look here. Horse chewed on the tree. Mm -hmm. Might be a cribber. We find our man, we'll likely find a horse that chews on his feed bin. See, these tracks head west, toward Snake Creek. You got a horse, Sheriff? I can get one. Good. I'll get mine out of the trailer. We're going to follow those hoof prints. Hold it, Sheriff. Keep your horse off that bank. All right, all right. What's the matter? Boot prints. Good, fresh ones. I thought for a minute you'd seen a moccasin. This stream's full of cotton, Oggs. I'll take my kit and make some plaster molds of these prints. He dismounted here and led his horse across. Yeah, probably afraid of slipping on those flat, mossy rocks. Mm. Small foot, about size seven or eight, I'd say. Odd track pattern, too. Not likely he was toting a heavy load. Probably a fat man. Fat? Yeah, look at his tracks, Deep. Even in the dry places, I make tracks as deep as those, way over two hundred. But I ain't exactly fat. No, you're not fat, Sheriff. But what size boot do you wear? Eleven and a half. You ever see a man your height make a footprint this small? Come to think of it, I don't suppose I ever did. Wait a minute. That man who was poking around the ashes back at the house, Casey, was it? Yeah, Jack Casey. What about him? He's fat. Sheriff, was he driving a car or riding? Casey was riding his old paint mare Say, she's a cribber. Then I'm going to need a warrant. As soon as I get this mold, I'm heading for town. Sheriff, either the books are wrong or this Casey is one in a thousand. Operator. Operator, this is Jack Casey again. What about that call I've been trying to get through for the last hour and a half? Yeah, Money, Texas, the Delta Sawmill Company. I know it's Sunday, but somebody's bound to lose be... that. Oh, Jack! What
3: are you doing with that
1: gun? Oh, oh it's you. Operator. Hello, Operator. Now, you said you'd call me back every 20 minutes. It was over a half hour last time. Well, keep trying.
3: Jack, who are you trying to call? And uh, What are you doing with your shotgun? Leave me alone, Martha. Where you been since noon? You were supposed to meet me at the Tate's for dinner. I know it, I know it, but... Who's that? Who is it? Texas Ranger. What? Jack, what have you done? Put that gun away. Get in the back room. You ain't fixing to shoot him, are you? If I have to... Oh, Jack, don't do it. Please, uh... Jack, don't be... Oh.
1: Hold it, Ranger. Stay where you are. Put that gun down, Casey. You're not coming in here. I got a warrant here that says I can. And I
3: am. Jack, put it Uh, down. Let go of that barrel.
1: Grab it. Give me that. You all right, ma'am?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm all right.
1: Shotgun's a nasty thing to carry around cocked. I'll just take this. I want to look around a little. That's your bedroom? Yeah. Come on nightmare outside yours? Yes, it is. Are these your boots? Mm-hmm. How'd you break this spur?
2: Huh?
1: Good. didn't know it was broken. I'll take these boots along.
3: You want me to get it,
1: Jack? No! Is somebody gonna answer it? Yeah, yeah Sure. What? Never mind, cancel it. You better come along with me, Casey.
3: What's this all about, Ranger? Where are you taking, Jack?
1: He thinks somebody killed Milk Thomas. To be exact, he thinks I did. No! You seem to know some of the answers. Some of them. Before we go, Ranger, I'd like to ask you one question. Sure. What time did this so-called murder take place? About 10 o'clock last night.
3: 10 o'clock? Well, that's... I'll handle
1: this, Martin. Suppose I can prove where I was last night. We're just as anxious to prove a man innocent as guilty, Casey. Do you have any witnesses? About 300 of them. At 10 o'clock last night, I was sitting in the Cranston High School auditorium watching my niece graduate. (laughs)
0: just a moment, we continue with Tales of the Texas Rangers starring Joel McRae as Ranger Jace Pearson.
4: Hi, everyone. The holiday season is upon us, and I'll be glued to the telly for BritBox on many a night. I've already shared with you the fact that I keep up with Father Brown and Poirot at BritBox. I also check out their new stuff, like the new series Archie, which tells the story of Archie Leach, otherwise known to millions of filmgoers as Cary Grant. This story comes from his daughter, Jennifer Grant Get 50% off your first month when you sign up for a monthly plan, but only if you go to BritBox.com and use my promo code 1001STORIES at checkout. Don't wait. Get 50% off your first month. Just use promo code 1001STORIES at BritBox.com. Try it. You'll like it.
1: If a man rides herd on a hundred head of cattle all day, first he needs his Wheaties. Yes, and if a man sits behind a big desk and pushes buttons on his job, first, he needs his Wheaties. And listen, Mama, you too, if you keep track of a couple of growing up kids and wash dishes and make beds on your job, first you need your Wheaties. You whatever your job, wherever you work, Wheaties can help. Whether you run a machine or pound a typewriter or play baseball for a living, first you need your Wheaties. Because here is Whole Wheat, with the rich, full-bodied energy of whole wheat. There's a whole kernel of wheat in every Wheaties' flake. That's why Wheaties give so much. Vitamins, minerals, protein. Wheaties have them, and they're for you. Pour the Wheaties into the cereal bowl, add the milk, add the fruit, and dig right in. Do that at 7, and see how much better you're working when 11 a.m. rolls around. Yes, try them every morning, crisp and tempting, and see if I'm not right. See if a better breakfast with the whole wheat nourishment of Wheaties doesn't make a pleasant difference in your morning's work. See if milk fruit Wheaties isn't honest and truly breakfast of champions. See yourself how Wheaties at 7 can help at 11. Casey stuck to the alibi that he'd been at the graduation the night before, but I already had enough evidence to take him in. While the sheriff was out asking questions around town, I tried to break down Casey's story. I tell you I was there. All right, take it easy, Casey. Let's assume for a minute you were. And how do you count for the boot prints made by your boots and found near the scene of the crime? Lots of people wear boots. Could have been anybody's. I'm afraid not. You see, I made plaster casts of those prints, and the boots, the ones you admitted were yours, matched the prints to the last nail mark. I. Well, I've tramped around this part of the country a lot of times. They could have been old prints. Uh-uh. These were fresh prints. Well, what about it? I I don't know. All right, then. What about the row we found just outside Thomas' house? One broken off your spur. I don't know anything about that either. There's no point in withholding information, Casey. You know we'll find out about it sooner or later. Oh, how are you doing, Pearson? Casey decided to come clean. Not yet. What about the niece, Sheriff? The neighbors say she and her family left on a vacation early this morning. You know anything about that, Casey? No. Too bad. Because I've had several interesting chats. Casey, I've just talked to four people who were at the graduation exercises last night. Four people who know you. And not one of them remembers seeing you there. I was at the high school last night, I tell you. Casey, the sheriff's talked to four people who didn't see you. Well, who did? I don't know. It was dark in the auditorium. Didn't you speak to anybody? No. Thing had already started. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I talked to one of the ushers. What was his name? wasn't a him, it was a her. One of the high school girls. He's wearing a long pink dress. Uh, Sheriff, who's the principal of the high school? Mr. Schott. Warren Schott. All right, lock Casey up. I'm going to find out who the ushers were, and especially the little girl with the long pink dress.
5: Why, yes, sir. I I remember Mr. Casey being there with Mrs. Casey.
1: Are you sure, Ella This is very important.
5: Sure, I'm sure. They came in late and had to wait until the invocation was over. And then he asked for an aisle seat. He said he couldn't climb over people. He's so... (laughs) Well, you know.
1: Yeah, I know. And he didn't leave at any time during the exercises.
5: Mm, Not until near the end. They left just before the recessional while everybody was standing and singing the class song.
1: What time was that?
5: Oh, a few minutes before 11.
1: All right. Thank you very much. Goodbye.
5: Was I any help, Ranger?
1: Yes, Ella May. You were a big help. I was stuck. It looked like I was going to have to release Casey. And then I remembered something. The phone call that came in while I was out at Casey's place. The one he'd been reluctant to answer. I dropped by the Cranston telephone office.
5: This is the call you wanted, Ranger. What was it? Mr. Jack Casey placed a call to the Delta Sawmill Company in Monie, Texas at 2.22 p.m. today. There was no answer, and when the Monie operator did get through, she called back at 3.40. But Mr. Casey had canceled it.
1: Do you know who the call was for?
5: Yes, sir. It was person to person, to Mr. Ben Casey.
1: Ben Casey?
5: Mr. Jack Casey's son.
1: Son? Well, do you know him? I used to. When?
5: Well, we went to high school together. Some of my girlfriends and I used to go places with Ben's bunch, but my mother made me stop. She said he wasn't the kind of boy that girls should run around with. I see. And he finally left home. Couldn't get along with his stepmother.
1: Oh, then Mrs. Casey's not his mother.
5: Oh, no, Ranger. They used to fight. Oh.
1: Go on. This may be very important.
5: Well, I heard that she and Ben fought all the time, and then one day after they had a big fight, Ben packed up and left.
1: Well, when was this?
5: Mm, I reckon it was a couple of years ago. He went down to Moni then and got a job at that sawmill there.
1: What does this Ben look like?
5: He's a spitting image of his father and just as fat, too.
1: Have you seen him lately?
5: I saw him at the bus station. His father came and picked him up. When? Let's see, um, day before yesterday. Friday.
1: There was no doubt now why Jack Casey wasn't talking. He was protecting his own son. I put a call through to Mrs. Casey and met her at the sheriff's office.
3: I ain't saying this because he ain't my flesh and blood, Ranger, but Ben's bad through and through. I might have known he was the one killed Milk Thomas.
1: Uh, Mrs. Casey, tell me about Ben. He came in Friday, didn't he? Yeah.
3: Come in on the bus and stayed over Saturday. He wanted to borrow money. He's always broke, gambles.
1: That's right, Pearson. Picked him up a couple of times for gambling. Go on, Mrs. Casey.
3: Well, like I say, he wanted to borrow $50 from Jack, but Jack didn't have it he just paid off a note to milk Thomas, and he was kind of strapped.
1: Oh, your husband owed Thomas money?
3: Yes, but it was the last payment. Jack was joking about how Thomas always wanted cash money. Didn't trust checks.
1: Did Ben hear him say this?
3: He sure did, Sheriff. And then he sucked around all day Saturday until we was getting ready to go to the commencement that night. And just before we left, he said he was going to use Jack's horse to go for a ride. At night? Yeah, seems strange to me, too. And then he asked could he borrow a pair of Jack's boots. He was wearing flat-heel shoes.
1: Uh, They wear the same size?
3: Oh, have, ever since I can remember. Well, anyway, we went on to the graduation. And when we got home, the mare was in the barn, still saddled, all sweaty. Looked like she'd been run almost to death. And Jack's boots were tossed on the floor, and Ben was gone.
1: All right, Miss Casey. That's all for now, and thanks. You're
3: welcome.
1: Come on, Sheriff. We're going on a little trip. Sheriff Taxon and I piled into my car and headed for Moni. As soon as we got out on the highway, I put in a call to my headquarters. Unit 10 to KTXA. Unit 10 to KTXA. KTXA to Unit 10. Go ahead, Unit 10. Unit 10 leaving Cranston State Highway 22 en route to Moni. Investigating murder suspect believed in vicinity of Delta Sawmill. We'll keep KTXA informed. Unit 10, 10-4. Okay. KTXA, Austin. Sheriff, you know young Casey by sight, don't you? I watched him grow up. Good. If he's gone and we have to comb for him, I don't want to turn up the wrong fat man again. Oh, you'd know him now, after seeing his father. Except for age, they're the same. You mean except for age and the fact that the young one's a murderer. When we reached the sawmill, the moon was up. A full moon. There was a light burning through the window of one shack at the edge of the camp. We pulled up there and got out of the car and went in. Well, howdy, Ranger. Sheriff. Hi. We're looking for a man named Casey. Ben Casey? Yeah, you're on? I don't know for sure. Sleeps in a big bunkhouse down the line. Which bunk? I'll show you if you like. Fine. Sheriff, maybe you better take a look through the mess hall. That boy like him might be fixing a late snack. If you don't find him, come up and meet me. And if you do find him, call me before you try and take him. Right. bunkhouse is this way. No no light in the place. Well, some of the boys was going into town for a moonlight dance. Don't know if Ben went with him or not. Has he been packing any money that you know of?
2: Well,
1: oh well, yeah, come think of it, he had quite a bit. Said he hit it lucky in a dice game and that... Well, he did get it in the dice game, didn't he? If he did, the other fellow never got a chance to roll them. Oh? Well, here we are. I'll light this lamp for you. Uh, ben sleeps in that third bunk on the right. Thanks. I'll wait for him. All right, I'll get back to my books and just entering a shipment that's being hauled out tonight that's why you found me working go ahead but uh if you see casey don't mention i'm here the foreman went back to his shack and i ripped ben casey's bunk apart there was nothing in the bunk or the covering i dragged the footlocker out from underneath and was bending over it one... all right
0: ranger up with him and don't turn around
1: they're up what are you doing here if you're Ben Casey, you know what I'm doing. This is the end of the road, boy. I'll take that lantern. I'd be careful with that, Ben. Remember what happened the last time you dropped a lantern? You're pretty
0: smart, ain't you, mister? But I'm smart, too. Here's a present for you.
1: The edge of the bunk and the flaming kerosene splashed over me. I beat the flames out with my hands and dove for the door. He'd rammed something against the outside of it. When I forced it open, I stumbled over a heavy log bench he'd used as a barricade. Hey, Ranger, what is it? Casey! You see him, Sheriff? Well, somebody ran off that way, toward the rail siding. Let's go! <laughs> We spotted him swinging up the side of a flat car as the train hit the main line and started to roll. We grabbed onto one of the last cars and scrambled to the top and started to work our way forward. There he is. About five cars ahead. I can't see him. Kerosene scorched my eyes. <laughs> he doesn't see us, all right. He's shooting. Drop flat. We'll crawl up on him. He can't go any farther than the length of the train. There he goes. He's jumping. I see him. I'm going after him.
2: Well, I'm coming with you. He's dragging through the <laughs> Are
1: you all right? Where are you? Get down, Cheryl. Stop. Can you see him? No, but he's close. About ten yards in, not moving. Keep low. We're silhouetted good against this clearing. What you doing, Pearson? Taking off my jacket. See if you can find a stick about five feet long. Here's a dead branch. This do? Fine. Give it to me. What are you fixing to do? I'm going to put this branch through my coat sleeves like this. Here, when I tell you, hold it up. I get it. Something for him to shoot at. Huh? Right. I'll fire at his gun flash. All right, Casey. Come out with your hands up. This is your last chance, Casey.
4: Okay, Sheriff. Lift the coat. Yeah.
2: Ah! You got him. Come on. Don't shoot Ray! Don't kill him. Please. Please
1: give me a chance. Like you gave Milt Thomas? It was a short train ride, Casey, but I got a hunch you'll get a longer one soon. Come on. Ben Casey confessed to the murder of Milt Thomas. On August 2nd, 1948, he entered Huntsville Penitentiary. His sentence, life imprisonment... Joe McRae, that was a great show tonight. Wheaties and I are proud of you. Thank you, Frank. I like to please the customers. Well, now, so do I. Take Wheaties, for instance. Frank, are you going to say that Wheaties taste good? Well, yes, I was going to touch on that. And are you going to say that Wheaties are good for people? Yes, yes, I was going to say just that. Anything else? Well, no, I guess that just about covers it, Joel. Except to... Except telling people to get some. That's it, how'd you know? Well, that's easy, Frank. I'm a Wheaties eater myself. You hear that, folks? You, too, can be a Wheaties eater. As early as tomorrow morning. Breakfast of champions,
0: you know. Get some. Next week, Joel McRae in another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of... The Texas Rangers. This story was transcribed and adapted by David Bruce and was produced and directed by Stacy Keach. Hal Gibney speaking.
1: And this is the Wheaties man, Frank Martin, inviting you to listen Monday night to Frank Lovejoy and Night Beat on the Wheaties Big Parade. See you then. Tomorrow there's good listening with the Summer Symphony on NBC.
0: Yes, it's National Wheaties Week, and Wheaties present Joel McRae in Tales of the Texas Rangers. (laughs) On stage tonight, transcribed from Hollywood, another in the Wheaties big parade of exciting half hour presentations. From the files of the Texas Rangers come these stories based on fact. Only names, dates, and places are fictitious for obvious reasons. The events themselves are a matter of record. Tonight's case, Fool's Gold.
1: Shortly after 9 a.m. on the Tuesday after Labor Day, 1946, two men in a late-model black sedan cruise slowly along the main street of the town of Live Oak in West Texas. All right. Let's go over it once more. We've been over it 20 times, Foy. Let's get it done. I ain't taking a chance on you making any mistakes. I ain't making mistakes. Think I want to go back to Huntsville again? Haven't done anything but case this bank since I got out of the pen a month ago. You sure there's no guard? No, I told you. A town like this. <laughs> Ain't got but two tellers in the cage. Got an alarm system, though. One of them moves for an alarm, to start blasting. How are we going to hide out afterwards? You leave that to me. We'll beat our way back to where I've been working. Roundup will be starting tomorrow. I'll get the old man to take you on until things cool off. That's good. Yeah. Ain't nobody gonna suspect a poor working cowpoke. Here we are. You keep me covered while I cash the check. Yeah. Bet they ain't never cashed a check like that before. Shut up. Hi,
2: there,
1: gentlemen. What can I do for you? Cash this. Sure thing. What? That's over $5,000. Come on, and I... don't move funny or I'll oh, blast They're the robbers.
0: They're the robbers, you crazy old... Let's get out of here. We'll drop anybody who gets in the way. Come on, Commissary. Get in.
1: And they're pouring out of that place back there. They'll have to roll fast to get us. Look out. Car coming out of that side street. Let them look out. You're going hit
0: Look at that
2: poor child! There's a blood all over him. Look
0: at him. Oh. that awful wreck. Gotta
2: get out. Gotta get away. Oh. Hey, driver of the sedan is alive. Oh, he's he's, alive. Oh, he's, he's, alive. he's, he's alive! Look at that fallen boy. You're in bad, oh. Mister. You oh, better oh, get away oh, from oh, me. Oh, get away oh, from he me! Look out! He's, oh, oh, he's oh, got a oh, gun.
1: It's National Wheaties Week. It's celebrating time, and I'll tell you why. There's a whole kernel of wheat in every Wheaties flake. Think what that means. There's a whole kernel of wheat in every Wheaties flake. Now, doesn't that say vitamins and minerals and energy, energy worth talking about? Sure, first thing in the morning, Wheaties and milk and fruit. Join me tomorrow. See how Wheaties at 7 can help at 11. (laughs) Texas Highway Patrol threw a guard around the wrecked cars and notified the Texas Rangers of the attempted bank holdup and the fatal crash. Ranger Jace Pearson was assigned to the case. Howdy, Jace. Glad to see you. Howdy, Rhodes. Pretty bad. Who got here first? I did. I was patrolling near Landmar when the call came through. Which one was the bandit car? The black sedan. Who was in the coop man and his kid they took away you didn't miss anything by not seeing it jeez where are the bodies the doctor had him taken to the hospital basement how about the bank teller he's alive but he's unconscious deputy sheriff's with him one of the stickup men got killed in the crash you know yeah been able to find the driver No, not yet cut down that street and into the hills according to witnesses sheriff has the dogs and posse after him who owns the sedan? Don't know yet, Jace. We're checking on it. Let's have a look at it. Okay. Hmm. Blood on both sides. Steering wheel, too. Means the driver must have been cut on his head or his hand. Had a gash in his scalp. Yeah. Hit the windshield on this side. A couple of hairs stuck to the jagged edge. A dark brown. Yeah. Drugus got a good look at him. Saw the whole thing from his store. Came out to help and almost got shot. Is he around? Yeah, he's right over there. K-T-X-L- Mr. Reber. A
0: yeah? A ranger yeah. wants to talk to you. Let him, sir, will you, boys? Yes, sir?
1: You see the man who was driving the sedan?
0: Yeah, I so saw him up close.
1: A uh, call coming in on our car radios, Jason. Excuse me. Sure, Rhodes. What did he look like?
0: Uh, six feet, maybe. Built Solid. Boots, jeans, and work shirt. Of course, that could fit a thousand men, but this one had a couple of gold teeth right in the middle of his mouth.
1: Gold teeth, huh? Anything else?
0: Nope, except for a bad cut on his head.
1: Bad enough to need stitching? Sure was. Hmm. Got a flash on the sedan, Jason. It was stolen during the night or early this morning over in Rankin. I thought so. we better get over to the hospital. I'll call headquarters and have a lab man sent down to go for the car for fingerprints. Not easy to lift him from that car get pretty smeared with all the blood around. Yeah, and even if you do get them, you still got to find the man that goes with them.
0: Here's the body, gentlemen. Lift the sheet if you want.
1: Anything on him, Doctor?
0: Nothing at all. Not even a mark that might
1: identify him. Don't want to see the father and the child, do you? No, that wouldn't help. Rhodes, we can fingerprint this one. Might help us find his pal that way. Yeah. You can do me a favor, Doc. Sure. The killer who got away cut himself on this glass before I send it to Austin. I'd like to get his blood type from it. Can you do it now? Sure. Go upstairs to the lab in 15 minutes. Have it for you by then. Thanks. That blood type will give you something to go on, Jace. I hope we don't need it. I wish there was some word from the sheriff's posse. If they had him, I'm afraid we'd have heard by now. Yeah. I might as well walk over to the sheriff's office while we're waiting for the doc. Mm. We can go through the next room and up the front stairs. Okay. Uh, that's the kid's mother.
2: Did you come to see my boy and my
1: husband?
2: Did you know him? No,
1: ma'am. I... I didn't. Uh, Maybe you ought to go home for a while, ma'am.
2: Why should I go home? There's nobody there now. He wanted
4: his daddy to be the one to take him to school.
2: He was just being registered. His first day.
1: Take it easy, ma'am.
2: We were so proud of him. All last night he slept with his little red pencil box in his hand. I just bought it for a Saturday. I never even learned to write his name. <laughs> Nothing we can do to help her,
1: Chase. Not here, no. Could be my wife and kid, or yours. Yeah. Any more on the bank teller? Uh, deputy reported he's still unconscious. We can look in the room when we get back to the hospital after... Hey, look, it's part of the sheriff's posse. Hey! You find him? Who? No. Followed a blood trail cross-country, but it made the river and we lost him. No chance of getting him now. <laughs> crew from the lab flew in and went to work on the car in the hands of the dead bandit. Highway Patrolman Rhodes waited for the report while I went back to see the doctor at the hospital. Got it yet, Doc? Uh Uh-huh. Just finished. Blood types A-B. A-B, huh? I don't come across that very often. No, it's very rare. About one in... Oh, excuse me, Ranger. Go ahead.
0: Hello? Yeah, I'll be right in. What? V.A. is here now. I'll tell him. Goodbye. That was the deputy of the bank teller's room.
1: The teller just died. Unconscious all the way? Nope. Came to for just a second before he passed on. Did he say anything? Nothing you don't already know, Ranger. The man who shot him had gold teeth. It was night before the fingerprint crew found anything. I unloaded my horse charcoal from the car trailer and was watering and feeding him at a livery stable when highway patrolman Rhodes brought over the reports. Come on, boy.
2: Come on. Well, Chase,
1: we know who the dead one is. Let's see. John Cummins served four years Huntsville armed robbery. No family, no known associates since leaving penitentiary. That's no help for finding the other one. No, could have known him before he went to prison or after. Anything on the car? Yeah, here. Hmm. Lots of prints, but no clear ones. Except a full thumb impression on the cap of the gas tank. Haven't got anything on that print yet, though. Whoever it is, he has no record in Texas. He will have. B.I. may have something on him. I'm not going to wait around here, though. I don't like it either. Bud, which way can you go? Both ways. Car was stolen in Rankin. That's west. I'll head back that way. You take the highway east. You got a plan? Something will keep us busy while we're waiting for a report on that thumbprint. Check every doctor along the way and see if any of them have stitched a head wound for a man with gold teeth. For a good part of the night and half the next day, I covered the towns and the back roads between towns, country doctors and emergency hospitals. But none of them had seen the man I was after. Then finally, KTXI in San Angelo came through. KTXI calling you to ten. KTXI calling you to ten. Unit 10 to KTXI. Go ahead, KTXI. Have report for Unit 10 on thumbprint found on gas cap of stolen car. Subject known as Robert Tromer. Believed to be in or near Santa Rita. Maybe working there. Occupation automobile mechanic. Unit 10 presently located Regan County, 40 miles from Santa Rita. will continue investigation. Unit 10-10-4. Almost sundown when I reached Santa Rita, Robert Trummer wasn't hard to locate. The local constable told me where I could find him. A service station about a mile out in the highway. I drove out there.
0: Howdy, Ranger.
1: Howdy. Your name, Trummer? Yeah. Turn off that water and dry off your hands. Where were you yesterday morning at 9 o'clock? I was right here working. Why? You sure you weren't in the drover's bank at Live Oak? Of course I wasn't. Wasn't, huh? Move over here under the light. All right, now smile. What? I said smile. Say you weren't at Live Oak yesterday morning, huh? You heard me. Those gold teeth say you were. Look, Ranger, I... I, The bank teller's dead, Trummer. So is a five-year-old kid and his father. And your pal, Common's... I don't know what you're talking about, Ranger. Try remembering, Tromer. You got a cut on your head. Take your hat off and let's have a look at that. Sure, I'll take my hat off. Well, you're looking, Ranger. You see any cut? No. No, Tromer. I. I don't see any cut. So if the guy you're looking for has a cut on his head, Ranger, it ain't me. Happy National Wheaties Week, everybody. From the Wheaties people, from me, and right now from the man stepping up to our microphone from backstage, the hard-working director of Tales of the Texas Rangers, Mr. Stacy Keach. Well, how's it seem, Stacy? Gosh, Frank, th- this doesn't seem like work. Now, imagine getting paid for this. It seems like fun to be able to get up here and talk about Wheaties. Well, it is fun, you know, and particularly on National Wheaties Week. It certainly is. And, folks... Backstage, we're celebrating just like we hope you are. Nothing dramatic, you know, just Wheaties with milk and fruit first thing in the morning. An all-star cast if I ever saw one. Try Wheaties yourself, so we'll know you're listening. They're great. Sure are, Stacy. And thanks for talking for us on National Wheaties Week. I took Trummer with me and drove back to Live Oak, There was no cut on his head, but he fitted everything else. His print matched the one on the gas cap. I stopped at the hospital and Tromer consented to have his blood type taken. When the doc gets through testing that, he'll only tell you what I told you before. My blood type is O. Come
0: Come in. in. You sent for me, Ranger?
1: Yeah, Mr. Raver. You ever see this man before?
0: Hmm.
1: He looks like the fella. Why, you... Hold it, hold it. Now sit down. Well, Mr. Raber, is he or isn't he? I've seen him before. Where? Was he the man who climbed out of that wreck? Look, mister, maybe you did see me before. I run a gas station 30 miles down the highway. You might have seen me there. But you didn't see me here yesterday. How about it, Mr. Raber?
0: Ranger, I'm not sure. After all, a fellow that got out of the car had a gun in his hand and blood all over his face. All I remember is them gold teeth.
1: I ain't the only man in the world with gold
0: teeth. You may be telling the truth, Ranger.
1: You're after a blood type A-B. This man's blood is pretty common. Type O, like he said. The case against Troma was falling apart in my hands. I only had one thing left, his fingerprint, tying him with the stolen sedan. I took him over to the local garage. Recognize this car, Tromer? Your thumbprint was right on this tank cap. So I gassed the car up at the station, maybe. That's how my thumb... Hey, let me see that cap. Well? I sold a tank cap like this yesterday morning. Had to pry his old cap off with a chisel. Look, here you can see the marks. car wasn't hit on this side. Keep talking. Well, this guy came in for gas early, 6 a.m. I was just opening up. His tank cap was the kind it locks, and he didn't have the key. said he lost his key. even had to jump the switch to get the car started. Here.
0: See why he's a on this
1: one. I know that. That's how it was stolen. Didn't you think of that when he didn't have the keys? Oh, Ranger, it happens all the time. People are always losing keys. I've done it myself. Oh, I should have known there was something fishy about that guy. Why? Oh, because he didn't have any money to pay for the gas. Didn't tell me till I'd filled it up, either. Why'd you let him leave? He took ten gallons and a gas cap. Bill came to, uh, two, two ninety-three. Left me a hunting knife and a sheet for security. Worth maybe eight or nine bucks. Did he come back for it? No, I got it locked in my tool chest back at the station. Would you know the man if you saw him again? I think so, but it's just getting daylight. and Oh, one customer's face looks like another. But I'd remember him. He have gold teeth like you? That's something I can't tell you. He was chewing a cut of tobacco and talking through it. Come on, I'll drive you back to your station and have a look at that knife. Chase, saw your car outside. Hi there, Rhodes. I checked a lot of doctors on the East Highway. None of them did the kind of stitch job we're looking for. I may have a lead. Get in your car and tag after me. <laughs> Here's the knife, just like he left it. Fresh honed and clean as a whistle. No prints on that blade. Rhodes, take a look at the sheath. Design burned in the leather. Yeah. Engraving them pretty fancy sometimes. This isn't an electric engraving job. It's not good enough. Owner burned this in himself. Probably used a hot wire. Uh, that drawing looks like a buffalo head, Jace. But it isn't. No. Smaller drawings around it look like trees, like Some scene he was burning out while he... Yeah. Yeah, Jason, something like that you see way off from the highway. State 23, west of Rankin. That's it, Rhodes. Buffalo Mesa. Let's get up that way and see if we can find a doc who stitched a head cut. It was mid-morning when we reached the area. There were three doctors in a 20-mile radius. The first one had nothing for us, but the second one... Yes, I stitched a head wound like that day before yesterday. Cowpoke, uh, Joe Foy, fell off his horse. Matter of fact, he was in here this morning, about three hours ago, to have the dressing changed. If you put on a fresh dressing, the one you changed is in that trash container, isn't it, Doc? Why, yes. Any blood on it? Of course. Cut was deep. Hasn't healed yet. Can you get that dressing out and check it for blood type? Oh, it'll take a few minutes. I waited a couple of days for this, Doc. I can wait a few more minutes. Hey, y'all, Ranger. Unusual classification, type AB. That's it, Chase. Yeah. You know where this Joe Foy works, Doc? Why, Ben Kinner's place. Left at the crossroads and six miles out. Right near Buffalo Mesa. Thanks, Doc. Come on, Rhodes. All right. Oh, Doc. Yeah. Foy has a couple of gold teeth, doesn't he? Gold teeth? Why, no, Rangie, he doesn't have gold teeth. I'd found one man with gold teeth, and he wasn't the right man. Now I had another one to go after, but he didn't have gold teeth. Rhodes and I drove out to the Kinney Ranch. The only one around was an old woman.
5: I'm only the cook here. Mr. Kinney and the men who works for him are out on the roundup.
1: Where does Foy bunk?
5: Just over there in the barn There's a small room. You
1: want to show us?
5: Come
1: with me. This is bunk.
5: Yeah.
1: Hey, Chase, look. Carved in the edge of the bunk. Yeah, Buffalo Mesa. That looks just like the one on the sheet. Better have a look through this footlocker. Likely he'd have his gun with him, isn't it, Chase? Just making sure. Hey, what is it? Hmm. carton a chew tobacco. the backer. Hey, that fits fellow at the service station said our man was chewing when he stopped there. Yeah, and I've seen this brand of chew before. If my memory isn't lying, there's something else that fits.
5: Uh, you shouldn't tear open, Mr. thing.
1: I just want to see one of these plugs. Here's the answer, Rhodes. Yeah, the plugs are wrapped in gold foil. Yeah. And if I tear off a square of the foil and put it over my front teeth like this, I look like I have gold teeth. And every witness who saw Foy was throwing us off the trail instead of helping him. I wonder how he thought of it. Probably got the idea on his way to Live Oak when he saw Trummer at the gas station. I'm going to take charcoal out of the trailer and ride out to the range. And I'll get a horse from the corral and. Oh, thanks, Rhodes. But you better stick here. If Foy spots me coming, he might make a run for the ranch and grab a car or a pickup truck. You stay here and see that he doesn't get to him. Joe Foy?
0: No, I'm Kenny, Ranger. Foy in some kind of trouble.
1: I'd call murder plenty of trouble.
0: Murder?
1: Yeah. Where is he?
0: Down the Royers, rounded up strays. Glad to show you.
1: All right. Let's go. You know where Foy was Monday? Took the day off to fix his gear up and get ready for the roundup.
0: You see him during the day? Nope. Went over to his bunk that night, though, to see why he didn't show for supper. Had a cut on his head. Said he fell. Doc had him patched up. Yeah,
1: I know about that.
0: Hey, there he comes now, around the mesa.
1: Man, he spotted us. He's turning back for cover. Get up, Charco! Get up! Get up. Get
2: turn behind here.
0: Oh! Oh, Whoa. oh boy! Ranger, you're hit. Here.
1: I got to get him.
0: Oh. You hit him, but he's up. He's running for the river. I got to get him. Come here, Charco. Come here, Left shoulder looks mighty bad, Ranger. You can't chase him like that.
1: I hit him. Come here, boy. (coughs) If he can move with a bullet in him, so can I. Get up, Charcoal. In case he can't.
2: Help. River winds and bins. Can't see far ahead with the willer's hanging
1: over it. I'll see him when I get to him. I'm
0: going to bring you in, boy.
2: Next plug will kill you, Ranger.
1: You better kill me, boy, or you'll never leave another dead kid in the street. He ain't far ahead, Ranger. Not as far as he'd like to be. You
0: can hear him moving. Yeah. Stop. Listen, he ain't waiting anymore.
1: He stepped out of the streamer. He's waiting in ambush. You better stay behind me, Kenny. I moved forward slow, watching the bank for tracks and watching the willow clumps where he might hide. Far ahead, several of the willows overhung the stream dipped clear down to the water. Leaves floated downstream from it, and one of them was a clear red blood spot.
0: Look out, Ranger! Come on! Don't look like he's going to need the electric chair, Ranger.
1: Yeah, I... I guess you're right. I sort of forgot I was hit. Uh, thinking about what he did to a few other people. Uh. The body of Joseph Foy was definitely identified as that of the killer and hidden run driver. A ballistic check showed that his gun was the weapon used in the murder of the bank clerk. Ranger Jace Pearson was taken to the nearest hospital where, after a blood transfusion, he was pronounced out of danger.
0: Are you with us
1: out there? Are you celebrating? Well, it's National Wheaties Week, you know. And here's our star, Mr. Joel McRae, following up another great performance tonight with a few words meant for you personally. Joel, I'm enjoying being a Texas Ranger, and I hope you're enjoying it, too. As a matter of fact, I sincerely hope you've enjoyed it enough to go out and buy a box of Wheaties on Monday. If you do, that's the way we'll know. Your purchase of one box of Wheaties. Will you do that? I think you'll like them. Good night. Thank you, Joel McRae. And how was that for a sporting proposition, folks? If you like our show... There's a way to let us know. Just see your grocer about those Wheaties tomorrow. Remember, there's a whole kernel of wheat in every Wheaties flake. And goodness knows how many flakes there are in a box. Yes, there's a whole kernel of wheat in every Wheaties flake. And you know the value of whole wheat. Necessary vitamins, minerals too, and whole wheat energy worth talking about. Go ahead. Have Wheaties to start breakfast tomorrow. Wheaties with milk and the fruit you like. Breakfast of champions? Well, I should say so. Try them and see how
0: Wheaties at 7 can help at 11. Come on, it's National Wheaties Week. Come on, everybody, to the Wheaties party. Eat a lot of Wheaties like the champions do. Dance together cheek to cheek. This is National Wheaties Week. Eat a lot of Wheaties like the champions do. Wheaties, a breakfast of champions. <laughs> Next week, Joel McRae in another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of the Texas Rangers. Joel McRae will soon be seen in the Universal International Technicolor production, Saddle Tramp. Tonight's cast included Tony Barrett, High Aberback, Paul Fries, Herb Butterfield, Dave Ellis, and Lillian Byatt. This story was transcribed and adapted by Joel Murcock, and the program was produced and directed by Stacy Keach. Hal Gipney speaking. And this is the Wheaties man, Frank Martin, inviting you to listen on Wednesday night to Brian Donlevy in
1: Dangerous Assignment on the Wheaties Big Parade. See you then. This is Joel McCrae. A small boy is hungry in Italy tonight. You can feed him, comfort him, make him believe again with a package from care. No profit to care, just food for hungry kids. 550 does it. To Care, New York. Care, New York, 550. Will you do it? Listen for Dennis Day and Judy Canova, returning October 7th on NBC.
0: It's National Wheaties Week.